welcome to another episode of the Mash Those Buttons MASHcast. I am Jared, and I'm here with Nick Zelenkevich, the uh, games industry public defender and scourge of Ironforge. I totally did that backwards. That's fine. That's fine. I'm hoping this week we're the scourge of Dallas. Go birds. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are recording this before tonight's Eagles game, so. Yes. <laughs> so Nick is excited. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not a big football trash talker, so I just I just let the I let I let it, I let it happen. That's because you root for Dallas. You don't have much trash to talk right now. Oh, you you for the Eagles. You don't have any trash to talk. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm the public defender, so I'll de- I'll defend people who don't deserve it. So yeah, I'll, I'll support the Eagles. Actually, this is not the football cast, but <laughs> there's one this is one funny picture I saw. I was on Facebook. Where it was, um, <laughs> there are actually two funny pictures. Where one, it ha- it's a picture, I'm not sure if you're saying it, it's a picture with all the rings of the NFC East. Oh, yes. And there's like five for Dallas, so there's like four for the Giants, three for the Redskins, and it has three lollipop rings for the Eagles. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that's that, funny. That, it won't change this year, but it'll, it'll change someday. <laughs> and there was another one I had that, it showed a, uh, it showed a Super Bowl ring. But it had the Eagles logo on it, and instead of you know saying Super Bowl champion, says just said Super Bowl participant. Oh, <laughs> we'll get back there. We'll get back there. Yeah, but yeah. Now away from the football cast, back to the Mash Cast number one forty one, uh, and we're recording this on a Sunday. This is going to be our new day to record. So if we record early enough, it will be out on Sunday. But the de- day that you'll definitely have it by is Monday. And, uh, I don't know, we're hoping we can keep this thing consistent. Like, you know, last week, we, well, actually not last week, but the week before that, we did the MASHcast on Thursday, we released it on Friday, and then big news happens Friday and Saturday, which we're going to talk about. So, you know, we're just like, let's do it on Sunday, and, you know, we'll see what happens. If it, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't, you know, we have six other days in the week that we can do it. That is true. So that's how it works, but, um... Let's let's get into it. Let's get into uh, our news bites. Not much going on, you know. It's, it, we are in the slow time, the slow season. At least not much stuff going on that we really want to talk about. Like I, saw, I did see some Gamergate stuff come across, um, and I we we just don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> that dead horse was beaten. It's dead. I mean, obviously, we don't, when we do our State of the Union in January, we're gonna have to, but not now. So. Uh, let's start with some Tekken, Tekken news. Um, so there was a new character uh, that was revealed for Se- Tekken 7 called Lucky Chloe. And there was a bit of community backlash about it. Something that Nick can't understand because he's getting <laughs> old. <laughs> he yes, doesn't get yes. it. But I think this is uh, the Lucky uh, Lucky 7. Oh, it's like, I, I keep on calling her Lucky 7. Lucky Chloe. She's a... Uh, I don't know, she's kind of like a J-pop idol. That's what she looks like. You know, and Tekken fans weren't too happy about it. So the reaction from the producer was that he says, uh, you know, well, you know, this is just going to be an exclusive in Japan and Europe if you don't like it. He also said that if you, if you, you know, he, sarcastically, he said he'll make a skinhead, muscly character for those guys. But then... Uh was the uh, the Tekken Project game designer Michael Murray said that uh, it's amusing how many people are taking Harada's trolling about Chloe seriously. So 
it's not clear exactly how much of what he's saying about the restrictions he's serious with and how much he's just messing with people. Right. I mean, I doubt. I mean, they'll, 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 I, I doubt that they're going to they're gonna make it an exclusive in Japan and uh, in Europe because that will cause more of a backlash than keeping her in. Because, I mean, most uh, I would imagine most of the people who are going to play Tekken aren't going to care. It's really the hardcore fans are having an issue with this. Um, go ahead, Nick. Isn't that always the problem, though? It's always, like, whenever any kind of change is made, it's always the hardcore fans that bitch the hardest. Yeah, it is. And most of the time, they're ignored, which I have a problem with that in general. But in this case, at least, <laughs> at least you know, they are acknowledging and they're that that they're that you know that they, they knew the fans aren't happy, <laughs> you know at least they're talking back. And so in a lot of cases, a lot of game developers are like, well, whatever, and not say anything about it, and just go about their business and then release the game however they want it. What? But it's kind. I mean, that sounds kind of like what they're going to do anyway, because it's like he's saying, like, okay, I hear you guys talking, and you're kind of being dumb, and we're still going to do our own thing. So neener neener. Well, yeah, but he's still he's at least he acknowledged them. Oh, yeah, but he acknowledged them in a fairly in a fairly callous way. I mean, if, if, if it turns, cause I guess, I guess right now the question is whether, whether Murray or Harada is, is, is correct here. And again, as I said, Murray's statement, he just said that Harada's trolling. He didn't say to what degree, uh, because it's the, I, cause it's not clear that he's saying like, Oh no, no, we're still going to release Chloe everywhere. Like that's not explicitly clear. The only, the only actual statement we've had is that they wouldn't release Chloe anywhere. And again, that was only from Parada. So, you know, who knows how, how far into his cheek his tongue was when he said that. So I think once we, once we get it definitively confirmed that Chloe is coming and I expect she would, I, I feel like, I feel like just, uh, and again, this, as I, you know, this may just me being old and not in touch with what the kids are doing now. Um, you know, but, I don't know. It's like, okay, so some people are complaining about a character that doesn't seem like enough reason not to release that character because by and large, ignore that character. Yes, you have to play her at some points, but play the other characters. And, and I know there's concerns about, well, you're not focusing on the story as much for, for the older characters as you are. But when they always throw new characters in, there's always going to be new characters thrown in. So like, you know, you're not going to always get the focus on the old story. And two, like it's a, it's a fighting game. Like I know story is important, but it seems to me that, that, Really, what's ultimately important is character balance, how well she plays in a tournament, how well she, she stacks up with the other characters. You know, I guess feel is more important than look, maybe. And I mean, I know that kind of goes together, but, and I mean, it's very easy to, you know, you have, you like, people can like their characters for whatever reason, but I just think, like, as long as she plays well and she fits in with the style of the game, like, a lot of these other concerns about that she, 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 you know, she's not, you know, that they're focusing on her and they're introducing this, this character who's not a badass as opposed to the other badass characters in the game. Um, the, you know, I, I feel like that all kind of falls by the wayside. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only reason I, uh, I kind of side with, with the developers on this one is because the complaints are about how she looks and the fact that she's not a badass and not, it has nothing to do with the gameplay. Like her being in the game is not going to affect the gameplay negatively. You know, and there's been a lot of cases where developers have made a change to a game uh, that changed the game for the negative or made it, you know, easier to, to, for other players or, you know, basically it, it, it changed the balance to, to lower the skill, to the skill ceiling and stuff like that. I mean, Call of Duty is a huge example of that. But, you know, when developers make those changes and the community cries about it, like especially those who play it all the time 
and then they're ignored anyway. I have a problem with that. But in this case, it's just a character and how she looks and they don't like it. That's a different story. And who says not like that, that other stuff that they were complaining about? I mean, who says that that can't still be in the game? Like, you know, the, the, the stories that they were asking about and things like that. Yeah. Like that stuff could still be in the game, but I'm pretty sure Tekken also has a kangaroo with boxing gloves. So yes. Like what? I, I mean, I, it's just, it's just a complaint about the character not being badass, you know, and I don't think this is going to change the game or the worse. If the mechanic, if the gameplay mechanics stay the same, it doesn't matter how goofy the characters look. It's still a good fighting game. Yeah. You know, now the problem I have with this reporting though, is uh, that they said that, you know, the, um, the, the, the idol was harshly and profanely criticized. Harshly criticized, I can see that. Profanely, no. I didn't see anything that was out of the box or inappropriate said to the producer. I mean, Twitter's a different story. I, I'm not searching on Twitter. I'm just talking about the NeoGAF thread. And a lot of people were just complaining about it. They were bitching about it. And they had every right to. They had every right to. And they also have the right not to buy it. But they're going to buy it anyway. Because they're Tekken fans. <laughs> you know, exactly. And that's... You know, I've said that before, is that people complain about the game, but they still want to buy in it. And so, like, whatever complaints you have, kind of like, unless you actually don't buy the game, like, then your complaining kind of doesn't matter because it doesn't, it doesn't affect their bottom line. They're not going to listen to you. Uh, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But, I mean, the, like, the thing about fighting games, I think uh, fighting game developers have to be more in tune with their communities because if they lose their communities, they are, I think that that's going to give them the biggest trouble. The thing about fighting games, they're not like shooters or, you know, other adventure games where people just kind of play them casually. You know, like you might pick up Street Fighter and you'll play it for a little bit, but you, at some point you stop playing casually. You know, like I can yeah. hop in, I can hop into Counter-Strike right now and just play casually if I wanted to. And there's people who do that you know, for the for the entire duration of them playing Counter-Strike. When it comes to fighting games, eventually you start to try to get better, uh, enter the competitive scene, you know, stuff like that. And that's, the, they really need to make sure they don't piss off the Tekken competitive scene or else their sales are going to, you know, be on, on the, in the floor. And that's why they have to uh, be more in tune with their communities. So, like I said, they're, they're, not, they're not really ignoring them, but they're just kind of like, look, it's not going to affect the game. You'll be okay. It's one of those things that they'll get over. Because sometimes you do have to force change on somebody. Yeah. And, you know, it's for the better. Yeah. But in some cases, it's not. like Sometimes it's for the better of the game. And sometimes it's for the better of the bottom line. But, like I said, the, I didn't see any anything out of the, like, you know, there are no death threats, rape threats, I'm going to kill your wife, none of that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I think they have every right to complain if they want to, and the developer has every right to do what they want to do, and then they let the chips fall where they may. So, we'll see. But, uh, let's see, next news bite, the the <laughs> Amiibo Toy Chop. Nintendo is, uh, they're taking away several Amiibos, or, or was it only three? It was, well, uh, three as far as I, I saw, there were only three specifically mentioned, um, but uh, they're the ones with the lowest demand. Um, Marth, uh, the Animal Crossing Villager, and the Wii Fit Trainer. 
uh, look to be uh, phased out. It's not so much phased out, but it's just that uh, they won't get a second printing, basically. Right. So if you don't have them, um, see if you can hurry up and get them um, if you really want them. Uh, because that's, I mean, it's, they're going to be the, the rares that you're seeing selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay, um, for the collectors, um, which I guess it's not surprising that this would happen anytime you've got a physical toy object like this, uh, where you can start to restrict some of the, the, I mean, it, well, it's, you know, you don't want, obviously if there's not as much demand for those and I can see like the Wii Fit trainer kind of being very unique in that regard, because I can't imagine most kids would want her, but then again, you know, it's 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 that thing where you you, you you know you see the grandparents and they got to buy their kids something for Christmas and so they go to the store and they're like, well, what's there on the shelves? And you figure like all the Mario's are going to be gone, the Pikachu's are going to be gone, um, you know, and you're probably going to be left with. Actually, you know, I'm looking like I don't. I feel like all the. I guess you would be left with the Marths and the Wii Fit trainers. Like, I feel like by and large, all the the characters are popular. Like, they should all be selling equally. Maybe the Star Foxes? I don't know. I don't know. Who who here would like like which ones like are the parents not gonna buy for the kids? The yoga lady? I mean, obviously. Yeah, so I mean that yeah, so but it's one of those things like I see that not being bought for the kids, but then like, yeah, if you're the if you're a hardcore collector, like yeah, you're screwed. So just watch out for that. It's not it's not a surprise that this happens. This is why I prefer my digital goods to stay digital and not have to deal with analog supply and demand bullshit yeah yeah i mean i i can see why those didn't sell but now it's funny that they're gonna be selling like crazy so people can get them and put them on ebay yeah so it is what it is that's what happens man i guess it's if you're an amiibo collector you better get to it yeah hopefully you have them already because yeah if you i would imagine if you're a collector you're probably one of the first people to want to try to get it yeah but if not, like, why would I want that lady? The, you know, the, the, the yoga lady. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things, too, where, like, a lot of these... Okay, it's like... Like, she made sense as an addition to Smash Brothers because, like, Wii Fit has become part of the Nintendo franchise. Like, so it made sense to kind of bring her in. But then, like, like when you actually add the concept of Amiibo to that, like, yeah, she seems a bit extraneous in that regard. Yeah. Like, especially for all the other characters that are in there, like, you know, give me, like, King DDD, or give me, you know, give me, like, well, I don't think the Ice Climbers are still in the game anymore. They got taken out. But, uh, you know, give me, I'm trying to think, give me Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is a badass Smash Brothers character. I want to see that one, that amiibo. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm surprised they don't have one, because as a character, I did see a lot, but uh, when, I, when I watch uh, some of the fights. Yeah. But... I don't know how he's doing in, um, well, the new Smash Brothers, so. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's happening. Let's see, what else? Um, Microsoft is publishing the Rise of Tomb Raider, we found out. So, I'm not even sure, like, when they do, like, a definitive edition or something like that, I don't even know if they're going to bring that to the PS4. I mean, I guess it depends on the publishing deal. I believe there is an expiration date on it. Um, and, and in the, in, in Microsoft comments, uh, they talk specifically about, uh, bringing Rise of the Tomb Raider to Xbox, uh, in holiday 2015. Holiday um, 2015? I thought that was like a January thing. Uh, no, scheduled for holiday 2015 release. Oh, my news is off. I was actually, <laughs> that was like the only game I was looking forward to on Xbox. 
Well, now you got a whole year to look forward to it. Yeah, no. It's kind of like, oh, well, this thing is going to... Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it, uh, but Square Enix did say the partnership with Microsoft uh, does have a duration, but we aren't discussing those, de- those details at this time. So, yeah. So, I guess if you want to play Tomb, Tomb Raider on the Xbox next... Or Tomb Raider next year, you're going to need it on the X- Xbox. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait. Yep. Oh, well. Oh, uh, yeah, so... That was a little bit of a surprise. I thought Square was at least going to publish it, but now Microsoft is publishing it. They're like, there's no way Sony's getting their hands on this. So we'll when, see. when did Square move away from Sony? Because I, mean, I remember those two being in bed for the longest time. Well, that's probably why they targeted them. Like, hey, <laughs> why don't you give us a little love over there? And they did. They gave them an exclusive to the, to the follow-up game that resurrected Tomb Raider pretty much. Yeah. You know, they they really like people are really looking forward to that. And uh well now if you don't have a PS four you just gotta wait. Oh, sorry, I had an Xbox One, you're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer. Which may not work out the best for uh for Sony, so we'll see. That's Sony, I mean Square. You know, 'cause you're putting it on a console that yeah, it's the, the sales were boosted for the Xbox One this holiday season, but they're still not touching the numbers of the PS four. And so you're put, putting this game out on a console that has, uh, uh, not it doesn't have the same ability to sell. You know, you, you're actually targeting less people. So I don't know. I'm curious. And we know how how quick Square Enix is to you know pull the trigger on uh, canceling a game. I mean, yeah. do, like this. Well, two, two well, of the, yeah, but this, well, technically, technically, you're you're targeting less people at first. Um, because, you know, the thing is, when the de- when the deal ends for whatever its duration is, then at that point it is available to everybody. And and the one thing about those deals is that you know people get excited. Oh, hey, the game came out; it's on the Xbox. You know, maybe I'll run out and buy an Xbox because I really want to play this, or you know, I'll just have to wait. But it's getting good. You know, if the game's good, which you hope it would be, then it's going to spend all that time getting good hype, and you're just going to be salivating for it to come out on the PlayStation so you can play it. And then you also get the people who own both systems or, you know, who might be like, well, I bought it on the Xbox, but I'm still excited about it on the PlayStation anyway. I'm not saying there's many of them, but they, I'm sure there are some people that do that. I don't think so. Not this time because the, it's different between like, if you bought it on like PlayStation, like, you know, with Tomb Raider that came out last year, or was it last year or the year before last? I can't remember. But, um, it came out on the PS3 and Xbox. 360, and then some people rebought it on PC because it looked better. Yeah. If it comes out on the Xbox, you know, if it comes out on the Xbox and you buy it, you might as well, and you buy the DLC for it, the, the PS4 version, if it ever comes out, it's probably going to be the same thing. It's going to look very similar. Like, they'd have to be very stark differences to get people to buy it again. Well, that- yeah, we'll have to see if they do that. I don't know. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying it's very many people that'll do that, but it'll be a few. They'll yeah, get a few double sales. Like buying a version on console and then buying a version on PC is one thing, because PC is usually always going to look better and perform better. But buying, you know, one on Xbox One and then buying it again on PS4, I, I say it's way less likely. Way don't, less likely. Don't forget, too, that they have a whole year for the Xbox sales to catch up or at least become competitive with uh, Sony's install base. So, 
you know, it's it's one thing to look at the the situation as it stands now, but Microsoft has been very aggressive in selling their console, and a year from now, that gap may not be as big as it is currently. Yeah, but at the same time, like you think Sony's gonna slow down? No, like not at all. And for Microsoft to keep or to to continue to catch up, they'd have to keep their price as low as it is right now. They probably will. I think I don't. I, don't, I can't imagine they're, that they're saying the price January. Back up. They're saying January. It's over because everything Microsoft says they 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 stick to. Well, that's true, but in this case, they're losing money on every console, whereas Sony is actually making money on every console. Right, but that's 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 the nature of the console war is that if you know if you want to press the install base which i think they want to do because that might be the you know pressing the install base is the kind of thing that'll help get them exclusives like tomb raider even if they're only for a limited time so i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see because i mean i don't i mean i'm not saying that the price won't go back up but i wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't i think i think it is i'm i'm pretty sure it is because microsoft like the whole their whole mantra in this in this this generation was that they wouldn't be losing money the way they did. That's one of the reasons why the last console generation lasted as long as it did. Like, it was expensive. It was expensive for them, and they finally just started catching up. And you know who beat them out? Nintendo. Because Nintendo was making money on every console. Because Nintendo has no... I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, Nintendo has no interest ever in sort of pushing the the boundary i guess they push like the gameplay boundary with their consoles they're always looking like what can we you know what, what you know, like uh you know, how can we sort of innovate gameplay be it with like you know two screens or you know like uh you know touch screen or moving you know like the uh motion gaming like nintendo's always pushing the boundary in that direction you know that's not the same as being like oh no we've got the latest and greatest in graphics and and, and processing because that that's just a flat out money war Right, you know, and, and, and you know, then and that's what they decided. And that's why you know we've been talking about how PC already is better, and for the length of this console life, that's that gap is only going to increase. That you know, you're not going to get the best graphical experience on consoles, not with these two consoles. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm curious to see what Microsoft does now. Like, it'll be in their best interest in terms of selling consoles to keep the price low, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to try to do something else. What they need to do is push out some games that are worth buying. And then we'll see. <laughs> like Tomb Raider. Yeah, but that's next year. That's, that's well, next winter. Next winter. We are well, a year out from that. Well, we'll have to see what they do in the meantime then. Yeah, we'll see. But speaking of Sony uh, not resting, um, they they had the PlayStation experience last Saturday. That's one of those two big pieces of news we were talking about where they basically pushed out a not pushed out but talked about a bunch of games that are, you know, for PlayStation fans to look out for. Like they had like a fifteen minute um look at Uncharted 4. Uh, they talked about some new games coming out from, like, uh, Tim Schafer. Actually, I'm sorry, that's that's not a, a, a new game from Tim Schafer. I think it's a remastered game that he's doing. They have the tentacle. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I have to yeah. say, regarding regarding Uncharted 4, I, I haven't played the Uncharted's. Um, yeah. you know, my, my bad on that. I know they're, they're good. Um, but the graphical like makeover that, that Nathan Drake got going from the PS3 to the PS4 I don't know, just and admittedly, just from the shots that I looked at, like I feel like they they updated him too much. Like the guy that I thought, like I was looking at in like the PlayStation Three movies, and again, I say this like not as somebody who's like deeply in, invested in the series. Like I don't feel like it's the same guy. Like I feel like they they tweaked him and refined him, and they 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 went a little too far. And I don't I don't know. I mean, it may not matter, but I'm just saying that as an observer. 
Um, yeah, he does look a little, he look, does look a little too different, I think. Uh, they need to, they might need to address that, but they actually did the same thing with Cole in, uh, in between, uh, oh god, Infamous 1 and 2, and they ended up changing the way he looked, but they kept the voice change. They kept the voice change, like, they, they changed the way he looked, and they changed his voice. Okay. And they changed the way he looked back. And they just kept the, the the different voice, which I thought was actually a pretty good move. Even though the, the the first voice actor wasn't bad, he was actually he was actually pretty good. But the second voice actor, I think it I don't know, it just felt like he uh, it worked out better. He fit the character even better, and yeah. maybe that's because the first voice actor it felt like he was really good for the um, for he was really good for the good side. But not for the bad side. Oh, uh, okay. And the new well, voice actor, you know, was was good for both. Well, they're not getting rid of the. Uh, is it Nolan North that does Drake? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine they get rid of him. Nah, I don't think so. He's like a big. He's a big. Uh, big deal. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. You know, exactly. they they even put him in The Last of Us. Yeah. But he was completely unrecognizable unless you knew what to look for. Yeah, Russian the look for is completely unrecognizable. Yeah, this Nathan, Nathan Drake also looks a bit older too. Like if you look at the detailed pictures, and I don't know if they're doing that on purpose. Yeah, I know there was a there was like an art of Uncharted four panel where they talk about a lot of this, and unfortunately I didn't get the chance to watch that. But uh, no, just I don't know. It's just it you know it's just one, it's just one of those things. Like if you would like it looks. I mean, it's similar, but I still, I don't know. His chin, it's like, they, I feel like they kind of, he lost a little bit of his chin there. I need to kind of like bring that back out a little bit. He looks good though. I mean, the graphics look amazing. Yeah, the graphics look good. The yeah. graphics look good. Yeah. He did lose a little chin. Did that make him less of a man, Nick? No, it just makes him look different. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Yes, yeah, so there was a new PS4 horror game. Uh, until dawn, that was that was talked about. Let's see what else we got here. They showed No, no Man's Sky again. Yes, Nick, that's nothing Nick doesn't get. No, you know what? I mean, it it looks neat. I just don't understand what the gameplay is. It just looks like you're just exploring all these randomly created worlds, and then you just run around, sort of like tagging them, like, "Hey, I was here first. And I mean, I, I watched the trailer. Well. And admittedly, like watching the, the trailer that I saw, you know, it being converted through YouTube and then whatnot on my computer and stuff, the graphics may have been compressed and whatnot. I felt like I was watching like some kind of like graphic card tech demo from like 2004 <laughs> where they're just like, oh, look, here's a ship flying through space. And now it's on a weird planet with weird animals. And like, that's neat. And I just I don't know. I, I, I want to see what the gameplay is like. What's the. Like other than exploring, because I mean, don't get me wrong, exploring is cool. Like I, you know, I don't think it's it's worth fifty dollars to explore just like randomly generated worlds. But maybe maybe some people will like that. But I want to know like what's the actual meat of the game, and I, I I haven't I haven't quite comprehended that yet. So that's true. I mean, I haven't really seen anything. It just kind of looks cool the fact that you can do all this stuff without loading. You go planet to planet, you know, get there your was... ship fly out of the atmosphere. You know. There was, it, w- it wouldn't say it was loading, but I mean, as far as like moving from like one star cluster to another, you did zoom out to the point where you're, you know, you're just kind of like 
highlighting clusters and then you hit a button to warp and then it warps you to another one. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not like you seamlessly just fly through space directly from one system to another. Like there is a bit of an interface that you go through. Um, but that said, like the fact that you go in, once you're in the cluster, like you go from space right down to planet level and that's seamless. That's impressive. Um, but I still don't, as I said, I, I like, what, what am I doing there? Uh, like the one planet they came down on, like there were a bunch of other ships with you. Like there was a base. Like I'm, I just, I'm very curious. Like what is, like where does, what is, what is the point of all this? Where does it go? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure as, as time progresses, they are, they will definitely get way more in depth with, um, what you're, what's actually going on in the game. It looks pretty cool. I just think that the, the PlayStation experience was a great way to say, "Hey, we're not resting. Like we're we're still in the process of trying to get all this awesome game content to you guys. Like they are continuing to press that we are for the gamer and everything we're doing is for the gamer. And Microsoft is still just kind of catching up on that. I on, on the Xbox, I went to the store so I could try to find like a you know a nice little cheap game for me to buy, like an Xbox Live type of game." But since everything was clustered together, it was hard for me to find anything. And on top of that, I only found real one game. It was like Max and the Curse of the Brotherhood or something like that. That game they showed at E3. Oh, okay. And, the, and that, yeah, it was, it was E3 last year they showed it. Max and the Curse of the Brotherhood. That was the only game I saw. Like, other than that, they didn't have anything that I really wanted. I mean, it had Geometry Wars, but I already have that for my PS4. You know, I'd rather, like, I'm, I'm the type of person that I'm going to buy like some smaller games, unless they're exclusives, I'm going to buy them on whatever console I have the biggest collection on because that way I can switch seamlessly between the two. Yeah. Without having to turn on, oh, I want to play this game, so I need to turn on my Xbox and then uh, play this game. Oh, and I want to play this game, so I got to turn on my PS4. And last year, Microsoft definitely had the advantage, not last year, but last generation, Microsoft definitely had the advantage on better smaller games like the 10 15 games in my opinion yes. but now sony is kind of killing them it feels like yeah one one last thing, thing i want to point out about the playstation experience was that the timing for this just feels weird um if only because it's the middle of the holiday season and uh, you know presumably most people are, are well done with their shopping at this point um some people may not have started yet um but uh, it just seems like in the middle of this, like where you every you, you would think they'd want your focus to be like, look out, look at what's amazing and out for the PlayStation Three or PlayStation Four rather, like right now. Look at all the amazing things you can get right now. Instead, they're kind of like, look at all the stuff coming that you're going to be playing like next year. Like it just seems like, like I mean, it's it, it's cool and it's it's a neat thing. I I kind of feel like maybe they would have been better off holding it off just till like January, maybe doing like the second weekend in January or something, just so that this way everybody could be like, okay, you know what, I got my I got all my new stuff. I'm all excited about that, and then, you know, like let, let's look to the future. I don't know. It just it just seems a bit conflicted from a marketing standpoint. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, but for, I mean, from to them, it's kind of like their holiday season's over. They figured everything's out. People know about it. That's what they need to do. They don't, you know, they they need to make sure things are out and people are buying them. And now they're kind of like, hey, here's a reason for you to still buy a PS4 yeah. if you're thinking about getting an Xbox One. Because some parents don't really listen. Like, they're like my, the kid's like, oh, I want a PS4. A parent goes to the store. Um, well, here's a PS4, but the Xbox One's $30 cheap, $50 cheaper. Okay, kid will deal with it. But some some kids can, can articulate, hey, I want a PS4 because I'm actually going to play it, and here's why. 
Well, I can see how if you know if if you haven't purchased which con you know either of the consoles yet and you were on the fence um, and you're a huge Street Fighter fan, um, then that might have sold you. Or at the very least, if if you know you are maybe you you would purchase an Xbox for somebody for Christmas and then you're like, oh hey, wait a minute, they're not going to want this now. You still have time to go back, take it back to the store and get them the PlayStation Four. Um, but so I mean I can see how some of the announcements might affect sales in that regard, um, but over and oh, but overall though it's like you know don't don't get me hyped don't get me hyped for Street Fighter Five or uh, or you know or all these other games you know No Man's Sky all, all this stuff is coming next year you know get me hyped for for what's out now you know let me let me rush out and buy you know like Little Big Pan, little, little Big Planet Three and stuff that's out now right I think it is I, I I'm not sure I don't play yeah. Little Big Planet. I think you need yeah. to have friends like that play with you to do that to make it worth yeah. it. It's one of those yeah. games, and the first one was kind of cool, but I couldn't get that into it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I guess let's just move into our articles at this point. Uh, Nick brought up Street Fighter Five, and that is one of the two big pieces of news that we were that we were going to talk about um, that that we missed <laughs> last week because of recording the Magic Cast on a Thursday. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually a leak on Friday that came out a Street Fighter Five trailer, a leak that came out, and it was a trailer. It was it was a pretty cool trailer, and it looked good. I I, I was impressed with how the game looked, and the big the big part of the trailer, the biggest part of the leak, was at the it was at the end of it where it said PlayStation Four and Windows PC. Nothing about Xbox One. And then we found out that it is indeed a PS4 exclusive in terms of consoles. So Street Fighter V, as you probably all know by now, not coming to PS4. And Sony confirmed that you will never see Street Fighter V on Xbox One. It will always be on PS4. There is no yeah. time for that. Now, that doesn't mean that Street Fighter V or Super Street Fighter V yeah. is not, is not going to be released on the Xbox if that is actually the case, I would be like, "Wow, Sony, they I mean, they really fucked Microsoft on this one. That's that's huge." Yeah, that's huge. And even if they did, even if Super Street Fighter Five does come out on Xbox One, like let's say two years from now, the damage is already done. Yes, the damage is already done because what's going to happen when Street Fighter Five comes out? The fighting game community, they're going to buy PS4s, or they may be buying PS4s now. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. going to buy PS4s, they're going to get the game, they're going to buy equipment, they're like, you know, fight sticks for PS4. So even if the next one does come out on, you know, Xbox One, unless it's an exclusive, everybody's just going to buy the next one on PS4. The community is going to fight on PS4. That means at tournaments, they're going to be using PS4s and not Xbox Ones. So the, the damage is already done. Yeah. Over, done, and Microsoft. You know, Phil Spencer. He did respond to that uh, later on, like last week. He's just like, you know, that sucks. That's the business. Yeah, it's all part of competition. Yeah, because they they would have done the same thing if they had the opportunity, you know. And they effectively they did. I mean, I mean, they tried to at least with with Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, you know, but that but that that is a good point though. That just given all the different iterations of Street Fighter, that it's very easy for Sony to say uh, that Street Fighter Five will never be on an, on another console. And technically, they're right because yeah, whatever does wind up coming out for the Xbox, whenever their exclusive 
exclusivity agreement may be over um, does not necessarily have to be called Street Fighter V. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I mean, how, well, we are, we're on Ultra, you know, Ultra Street Fighter, or was it, was it Street Fighter V? Oh, sorry, this was Street Fighter Four Ultra. Like, I can't. I don't even know which words. I just. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. I think it's Ultra Street Fighter Four. Yeah, because that's I mean, that's what it is. They have so many different ways. Yeah, of, Ultra of, Street Fighter Four. They, they, yeah. Street Fighter Ultra Alpha EX Four Turbo Plus. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that could be coming to Xbox One, but like I said, the damage is already done. It's already too late. Exactly. Yeah, nobody's going to sit there and not buy a PlayStation 4 if they love Street Fighter and they're thinking like, oh, no, 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 they're, I'll get something. Like, no, you can't, especially the way Sony said that. Like, we're, we're, I mean, we're kind of hedging what he said, but you can't hedge. If you, if you love Street Fighter, you're going to need to buy a PlayStation 4, so hopefully you already have one. Yeah, man. Like, it's, I, that was a, that was a, I couldn't imagine a game this large doing that. I couldn't imagine it. Like Tomb Raider is one thing. Like they're back. Like Crystal Diamond Dynamics with this Tomb Raider, they're back on the come up, you know. But Street Fighter, that is massive. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah, because I mean, like you said too. Like there's no, there's there's no like Tomb Raider community. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, I mean there is, but like I mean, Street Fighter is one of the linchpins of like the fighting game community, and so. Yeah, like, I mean, so it's not just like, oh, hey, we got a franchise. It's like, you got one of the granddaddy of all the franchises. This is very true. Very true. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I was just shocked when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made a bunch of memes, too. I put them on Facebook. Because <laughs> <so. laughs> it, it was just funny, man. It was, it was just funny. That, you know, Michael, like, you know, I, I almost feel a little bad for Phil Spencer because he was handed a shit sandwich. He really was. Yeah, and well, he is doing his best to 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 make it better. Yeah, well, he said he'll he'll work on making amends for SF. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, what can you do? Like, do, try to take another fighting game franchise and make it an exclusive. T- T- Tekken Seven, Lucky Chloe, Xbox exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that 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 would just make it look worse for them. Like, see, we told you <laughs> Xbox sucks. But um, yeah, I can't imagine what they would. Do, like what franchise they could take because I mean and uh, like, I'm trying to think about like well the, the next GTA Xbox exclusive like that's in line with having an <laughs> exclusive yeah. fighting game like Street Fighter but, like what I, I just don't know what they can do so I'm curious to see what he does like I, I, I uh, when it comes to Phil Spencer I actually I hope he does well because th- now I'm invested I have an Xbox give me a reason to use it no, give me a reason to use it, but we'll see. Um, we'll see what else we got here going on. Oh, actually, yeah, let's continue to talk about Xbox. <laughs> so, good news for Microsoft is that they overtook sales in November for the first time, I believe. Or was it October the first time? No, I think it was November was the first time. It was a big month, and that fifty dollars price drop helped. Actually, I got the I got an Xbox for three thirty. Because I took advantage of the Black Friday weekend deals, so but yeah, um, the Xbox One over uh, sold more than the PS4 for the first time, I believe, and uh, well, Call of Duty also made a comeback because they sold, you know, they, I think that but everybody everybody's used to that, to be honest, like yeah. nobody's nobody's yeah. thinking that, that that's not the case, but uh, 
yeah, so good news for Microsoft there. The only problem is now, and this is, I guess this is a personal thing for me, and now I need a reason to use it. I bought an Xbox, right? I, bought, I got two games with it. I got Halo Master Chief Collection, and I got Forza Horizon 2. Now, the Halo Master Chief Collection has shown up. Did I talk about that last time on the podcast? I think a little bit. Yeah, so the Master Chief Collection has showed me what we're missing from from modern-day console shooters, and that's a damn shame <laughs> that a game that old is a better shooter than most shooters now. But anyway, so other than that, I, mean, I got Forza, but besides those two games, I have no reason to turn on my Xbox. Like, my PS4 is on pretty much every day. You know, it's on every day when I come home. My Xbox, I turned it on today, also yeah, yesterday, which is Saturday, and then before that, it had to be like a week and a half. Like, before, since I, since I turned it on. And it's just kind of ridiculous that there's no reason for me to turn, off, turn on my Xbox. Uh, because it just doesn't have any real games that I want. I mean, like, I bought one because I know eventually they're going to have something I want. Not to mention, you know, I do reviews, so I kind of need one. <laughs> uh, but there's so much that they need to fix with it. One, the game selection. I also mentioned that they don't have like a, li- a, good, a decent library of arcade games. Uh, the interface without a connect feels very clunky. Very clunky. Still, I thought once they disc, you know, remove the connect, they would enhance the interface so it doesn't feel uh, so clunky. And they didn't. Like the, the interface is like when I, you know, me and my friend made a party. And in order to do use the snapping feature, like I had to go back to the home menu, press the snap button, and like to do that, it takes like a second for it to actually register. Like it's not instant. Like the the PS4, I could be in the middle of a gunfight, hit the PS button, and bam, it automatically just switches to the home menu. I can move around way faster. The Xbox's interface, when using a controller, isn't that fast, and that's that's a that's kind of annoying. Well, does this give you any? Uh, inclination to go out and purchase the Connect? No. <laughs> it just tells me to use my PS4. So I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't feel like you're. I don't. I don't feel like you're. You're. You're their intended audience for this. Like even though you've purchased it, because I know. I, I know some people that do have the Xbox, uh, and they use their Connect, um, but then they actually have it set up so that you know it controls their volume. It controls. You know, they're using it like the media center that it's intended to be and and you know and it's still i'll admit it's still a little bit neat when like you know i go over their their, their house and like you know and they're like xbox you know volume up or, or xbox you know put on nbc um you know and it does that like that's kind of neat and i can see how that's useful um provided it works so it's also funny too when they're like xbox volume up xbox volume up xbox volume up <laughs> like that also happens sometimes too um but yeah it's one of those things where like that, like that's that's an experience that neither the PlayStation nor the the connectless Xbox offer, and I wonder, you know, like it makes sense, like when you're fighting the PlayStation to remove that, and I don't know if that's something necessarily that everybody's ready for and everybody's looking for, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't know, it, I don't know, it, it's it's almost like that's something. I feel like TV manufacturers need to grab onto that more so than Microsoft does. Like, it's a good innovation for the living room, but I don't. It doesn't help you sell video game consoles. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, even though Phil Spencer's doing the best he can, that he still has. He's still dealing with well, the issues from before, where they, 
don't have any much for the gamers. Well, I mean, you know, having what amounts to a fire sale on a, uh, you know, on a current gen console and, you know, and moving your, uh, you know, you know, decreasing the gap in the uh, install base. That's a start. Yeah. He's moving in the right direction. Yeah, it feels like it's, it's very slow moving, though. That's the problem. That's it feels like it's very slow moving, and well, that's that's the hole they've dug themselves into. <laughs> so let them let let them work their way out if they can. That's very true. One thing that would help a lot is they they need to bring back the the end game menu. Like when I hit the Xbox button, don't take me back to the home screen. You know, don't take me back to the home screen. And make it easier for me to contact my friends, invite friends to game. Because in order for me to invite a friend to a game, right, I had to go back to the home screen, go over to friends, open friends, select the friend, then open his name, and then go and invite him to the game. And each of these things takes about a second or two to like to actually register because you get the little circle thing that shows that comes up while it's loading, and you don't get that on the on the PS4. Big deal. Like it's, I mean, like you know, if I want to do something real quick, it's kind of annoying. And it's, it may sound petty because of fucking, you know, it's a few seconds, but still, we're playing video games. We, uh, we want to get back to the game as fast as possible. You know? Makes, yeah, it makes sense. So, I mean, if the PlayStation 4 it doesn't have that lag and the Xbox does, that gives me less of a reason to actually use the Xbox. You know? Yeah. Also, uh, a quick note about the space on the Xbox. So, I have two games installed on the Xbox. I have four games installed on my PS4. Okay? Uh, my PS4 still has more uh, hard drive space than the Xbox. The Xbox has 100 gigs less of hard drive space than my PS4 right now. Hmm. So, that's interesting. They have, they have a lot of work to do. Even though, like, you know, they had a fire sale, had made a bunch of sales, with the... Uh, they put a lot of Xboxes in people's homes, but now it's like... You know, if you only have the Xbox, sure, you're going to buy the Xbox games, but if you have both, uh, you know, or now if you have the one and, like, they don't have any games that you want or are coming out, like, you know, what, 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 you might be like, oh, now I want a PS4. Yeah. You know, so they got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. But, you know, we need Microsoft to actually get back in the game full strength because that's the, that's the only reason why Sony is what it's doing right now. Because there was competition, and they responded to it, and it worked out great for gamers. So we need that. Isn't isn't that the cycle? Like, you know, somebody kind of wins for a while, then they get full of themselves, and then they get terrible, and then the underdog is able to come back and kind of check them, and then the underdog takes the lead, and then they win, and then they get full of themselves, and then they take over, and then... Yeah, that's what it seems like, but it also seems like in this case that Sony is not not letting that happen <laughs> like, they, like they seem intent on keeping their lead you know? well yeah i guess that's what we'll have to see is did they learn their lesson or are they just biding their time until like oh now now we can start being dicks maybe i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens uh but yeah so let's move on to our last topic which is i guess is more is just more complaining for me about something <laughs> that came out um you're, you're a very unhappy person this week, this week, in general, in general, I'll give you that. So, Destiny: The Dark Below came out, and it was an expansion, quote unquote, to Destiny. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, like that, it's more like a booster pack than an expansion. 
and that that's a problem. Like it costs the expansion itself costs twenty dollars, and you really don't get twenty dollars worth of content. Okay. Uh, the 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 thing you're gonna see in the show notes is the article up by Paul Tassi because he actually for once makes a good point about uh you know this stuff you know so he makes some of the same points that I do with the exception that he keeps calling Destiny an MMO and it is not an MMO. So this is what you get for twenty dollars. Okay, you do get new weapons. Well, you don't get new weapons, but you get the, the uh, ability to get new weapons that have a higher light level, so you can get to level thirty-two. Okay, so you get those, but other than that, you get three new missions. You get one raid. If you're on Xbox One, you get one new strike, and if you're on PS4, you get two new strikes. Now, on PS4, the first strike that everybody gets, you're going to run into that, because it's going to show up on the map for you. The second strike, I'm pretty sure you have to do that in a strike playlist, because I have not seen it yet, and I've been playing Destiny for a week. Um, Well, it's the expansion for this, this whole week. All right, so you get that, you get um, new multiplayer maps, and you also, and I said, you do get new armor weapons, but basically the new armor weapons, uh, like, <laughs> it's funny, because if you have exotic armor or an exotic weapon, the new weapons that you're going to get, even the weapon that you get for beating the expansion, which is three missions, by the way, three missions to beat the expansion, uh, it's going to make your legendary weapon irrelevant. Oh, sorry, not legendary. Your exotic weapon irrelevant. Uh, in order to actually upgrade those, you have to get seven strange coins, buy a an, an exotic shard, and upgrade the exotic weapon or armor itself. But the trick is, you have to do it during a week where Zer has it and his has it in his inventory. That means you could literally be waiting weeks to upgrade your exotic armor or weapon. So like this week, for example, I rushed to get seven strange coins because my exotic headpiece um, helmet was in his inventory. But now I have to I have to wait until he has my legend my exotic weapon in his inventory so I can upgrade it. So like I said, you could be waiting weeks, dude. Like it's it's pretty that's pretty that's ass because yeah. getting that exotic stuff is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Um, so there's that. But here's the thing: those three missions, like literally, there it's three missions that you do, and then you beat the expansion. I, I mean, unless you count the raid, like, but basically the main the main quest is three of them. The fucked up thing is one of them you cannot replay. What? Yeah, you cannot replay the very first expa- mission in the expansion cannot be replayed. Is it like just because of like story related, or it just sort of? I don't know why. Like it, it feels weird. Like I, I, I don't know why they won't let you replay it. Yeah. Like and it's short too. All three of the missions are short. All three of the missions are short, for the most part. Actually, the very first mission, it's not even in a new area at all. It's not a new area at all. You've been there before. You're just kind of going through it backwards, and it's in an area of the of the Earth map or the Cosmodrome that a lot of people don't go to. Okay. But I've been there before because, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the game, so I've been there. I, I've explored that entire map, you know, up and down. So, yeah, the like the first mission that you can't replay, you go through that, and then it's gone from the map. One cool thing that they do on that mission is that when you fight the boss, they remove one of your powers. 
is one of your powers you can't do, and I thought we were going to see more of that, but in the three missions, you do not. I hear in the raid you do. In the raid, they do that. So, I mean, I guess that's cool and all, but in the, yeah, in the, in the other missions, you don't. The other two missions stay on the map, but one is on Earth, one is on the moon. And 80% of those missions are in areas that you've already been to. So a lot of reused assets is what you're saying. Exactly. Like, there's no way you can't tell me that this stuff wasn't a part of the original game. This is not an expansion. They're just opening doors to places that you couldn't get into before. That's all. That is, that's all they're doing. Like, there's, I, I, I am strongly believing that this stuff was part of the game before. Is they there... Took it out. Go ahead. Uh, what was it? There was some kind of storyline or something involving somebody's brother. Um, I've, I've very loosely, very loosely followed this. Um, there was some kind of storyline involving somebody's brother. I don't know if it, it was in the beta or it was, it was data mined or something. And then that storyline got removed. Um, and it, it, and the implication, at least when I saw the original articles, this was right around the time that Destiny came out and everybody was kind of complaining that the story was a bit weak and, and somebody was making the point like, well, originally the story was a little more in-depth and there was this whole plot involving somebody's brother and unfortunately I can't remember whose brother it was. Um, was it like a crow or somebody? Who's, 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 a crow? Yeah, so, somebody's named Crow or their, their brother's a crow. I don't, I don't know. Um, but... Uh, and I don't want to go into too much because from what I could tell, this actually sounds like maybe like and, – and that was kind of the point of the article too was that they're removing a lot of these story elements from the game as it was because they're going to introduce them later in some of the expansions. And then even then based off the name of the uh, the Dark Below and I forget the name of the one that comes after that. The House of Wolves or something. The house, like yeah, the House of Wolves. Um, they were saying that it's entirely possible that we'll kind of get whatever – because originally there was like a big twist in the story that came as part of this plot that was removed. And they were kind of basically saying, like, I have a feeling that look, this this twist is going to get reintroduced to the narrative at some point in the future, that they're just holding back on that. And I wonder if that's – and it sounds like from what you're telling me that that's not at all what's involved with the Dark Below, um, which one, it could mean that whatever story was removed, if it, if it does ever come back, it would be in future content. Um, but, yeah, this – I don't know. I mean, I know, I know that that Destiny has never been properly, you know, that Bungie never claimed Destiny was an MMO, um, and it, it it it's it's one of those situations where people kind of saw how the game was and they they applied that term to it. Bungie never did, and so it's easy for everybody to be like, "Well, this isn't a proper MMO expansion," and it's not. And Bungie can kind of throw their arms up and say, we never said it was going to be. Um, but this really, this really feels like DLC. That this is like a nice, because it's only $20 as well, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's $20. Yep. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, if this feels like a $20 DLC pack. And just the, the term expansion just feels misapplied. I think if they had, if this was just like some kind of DLC bundle, and they could have even broken it up at that point to, to you know, be like, oh, well, here's the strike for $6, and here's the, you know, here's the weapon increases for like 5 bucks, and then here's everything in a $20 package. Um, I think if they do that, I don't think people are complaining as much. I think you might still have the complaint that this all felt like it should have been in the game from launch, and they might have just held this back um, just to have something to hold back. Um, but in that regard, I think the price point and players' expectations would line up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
it's it does not sound like a lot for a purported expansion. Yeah, it's like, it feels like way it's just it's like more of a booster pack, you know. Even the strike, the bulk of the sh- the new strike is through old areas that you've already fought through. It's through old areas you've already fought through. Uh, just the ending portion is uh, new. And, and once again, it's a door that opens. That's all it is. <laughs> and it's, um, it's basically, and not to mention, not only is it, does it feel like you, know, you don't get that much, but the actual fight, it's not even fun to do. It's not even fun. It's not even fun to do, and that that's that's a that's a big problem. I think like the expansion wasn't even fun. I mean, I bought it now. I'm gonna continue to play Destiny because me and my friends have fun playing it. But I don't know if I'm gonna buy the next expansion, especially when I read it. Because when I was reading this expansion, I was like, ah, I don't know if this is gonna this is gonna be enough content. And I got, I was like, nope. So like the next, if I read the next, you know, what's coming in the next expansion, and it's, it feels the same, I'm not even gonna buy it. And then there's that runs into another problem that will probably stop me from playing the game where you're locked out of stuff. Like, the if you did not get the expansion this week, you cannot do the weekly strike. Okay. Also, if you did, you could not do the daily uh, mission yesterday if you don't it, have the expansion. Yeah. So that's if 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 you yeah if you, so anytime basically the 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 strike and the mission are now in the pool for the random daily and weekly. Uh, mission and strike, and so anytime that they come up, if you don't have that content, you can't do those tasks. That is correct. You cannot do those tasks. And which okay. kind of, that sucks for that. That's really ass. Like for people who don't get it, like you're now stuck behind a paywall. And the thing, it'd be different if it was just content you're missing. So I mean, doing it in a, in the regular fashion of going to the map and picking it, you can't get it. Great. However, with the weekly strikes, you get items. Like you get strange coins and other gear from doing the weekly strike specifically okay uh when it comes to the daily mission you also get like you know ascendant materials that you need for gear so when you're when you get in a higher level if you're not doing raids which you need six people to do so you may not be able to do that like if you're not doing raids the other way to get your ascendant materials is to do the daily mission and so you have to do that every day you know and like if you can't get to it, because you only get two, you get two ascendant materials. Actually, yesterday's uh, daily gave us three, but that's because it was locked in at level thirty. But so you get two ascendant materials, and you gotta do that every day. Most to upgrade most legendary stuff, you need six. Yeah. So that's why people do it every day, and now you're locked out of that. So I don't know. Personally, I'm not. A company wants to encourage you to buy their new content. Um, I'm not surprised by this. I can I understand the I understand the strife. I understand the grief over it. And it seems like if Bungie wants to fix this, they need to. I'm not saying that they need to remove the new content from those random selections, um, but they need to provide an alternative path to getting that material when that content is active. So that it's like, oh, I don't have the dark below, and my mission is up, or you know, the dark below mission is up today. Um, but oh, I can also do another mission. You know, just provide an alternate. You know, just some kind of alternative on days that that's active, um, or you know, if the strike is it's the dark below weekly strike, there's another strike I can also do um, to get my content. That seems like the easy fix, and I think if Bungie did that, um, that would be fine. But it seems, yeah. So you know, Bungie, Bungie's expectation is that if you want the complete Destiny experience, you have purchased 
uh, the dark below and to that degree and now bear in mind i say this is somebody who plays mmos which as we've established destiny is not yeah but i say this as someone coming from sort of the mmo mindset is that sort of you know the when the expansion when it comes out the expectation is if you want to participate in everything you need to get that expansion and it's not uncommon for the expansion to lock certain things behind that um, and if it's daily strike or the daily mission, you know, in whatever form it may take based on the game, um, that's fine. Because again, the expectation is if you are a current player in the game, you have that expansion. Um, so I can, so it, it, it almost seems to a little bit like Bungie's trying to have their cake and eat it too. And be like, we're going to give you a very minimal amount of content here. Um, we're going to call it an expansion, even though it's not enough content really to justify that name, but we're not an MMO. So, you know, calling it an expansion by that, you know, what does that mean? It's all words. Um, but then with definitions, hmm? with definitions, yeah, exactly, it's all words. Exactly. <laughs> but no, but then to turn around and be like, well, if the expectation though, is that you need, you need the expansion to play the game at the level that, you know, you should be playing at. That's a very MMO quality. And, yeah, it's. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't. I'm not going to disagree with what Bungie's doing. I mean, it's all, it's all very savvy marketing. It's a little bit dickish, but it's, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast. But because it's dickish, I see how it's leaving a bad taste in people's mouths, and I'm a little surprised that just, just based off a, a respect for the the player base, you know, respect for the people that play your game, that they haven't taken steps to remediate this already. Oh, right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Bungie got, they, they, they already, <laughs> they didn't get the best reception when Destiny came out, so you would think they'd be trying their hardest to make sure that people still play the game. And it's just, it feels like they're not. Like, I don't know. This, this just reeks Activision. <laughs> that's a, that's that's the problem. <laughs> this reeks Activision, dude, and that that's that's that. I think that's the problem. Like you know, I, it feels like they're trying to milk you dry, and I'm just not down with that. You know, that's why I I like the game, dude. I play Destiny every almost every day. I play Destiny almost every single day, and I'm like, well, this I I try this expansion. I'm not. A, I'm usually not a, a person that buys DLC either, and so I bought it. And it wasn't good. I'm like, well, we'll see what the, like what what's included in the next one. And if I don't like it, well, if if what I'm reading I don't like, I'm just not gonna get it. And that's the end of Destiny for me because I'm not gonna play a game where I'm nerfed out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I, I I I can't do what I need to do. I'm not gonna do it. So your move, Bungie. <laughs> your move. So we'll see if because uh, the, the DLC didn't get a good reception. So we'll see if uh, it'll see. be it'll be interesting to see how the uh, what was it the the pack of wolves or, or what was the, the house the of wolves house of wolves yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see if there's any and I, I don't I don't think they've given us an, a, a list yet as far as what that content is going to include um, and they may not have time to actually change what's in that content because the other thing too is the the wolves and the dark below were both included in the collector's edition or one of the collector's editions. Um, and so, I mean, admittedly, you're just buying a coupon for whatever content comes out in the future. You're not actually buying that stuff, you know, at, the, at that moment. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if, based off the reception of the Dark Below, if they don't feel compelled to put more stuff into House of Wolves, assuming they have time to. 
Um, and it would, it would also be interesting if they wind up pushing back House of Wolves a little bit so they can develop it a little bit further. Or if we won't see any significant changes until whatever expansion uh, is coming after that. Right. We'll see. Like I said, it's in Bungie's hands now. I'm, I'm playing the expansion because I bought it. Might as well. And uh, it's their move. I'm dead serious about that. I will stop playing this game. I will not give you any more money and I won't buy Destiny 2. That's not a threat. That's a promise. I know they care about what I say. I just know it. <laughs> hey, you you said you weren't going to buy an Xbox until they got rid of Connect. And, and I, that's behold, it. That there happened. it is. It all happened. It's all <laughs> things. Yep. I'm a man of my word, Nick. I'm a man of my word. Well, let's see what has come out or what's coming out recently. Or, uh, or soon, I should say. Uh, I really don't think there's anything coming out worth mentioning here. I'm looking at this list. There's King of Fighters 98 Ultimate uh, Match Final Edition coming out for PC on the 12th. Well, actually, it just came out. Never mind. What else? Uh, Loadout for PS4 on December 16th. Don't waste your time. Ooh. <laughs> don't waste your time. I, mean, I understand what they were trying to do with that game, but the thing is, the fact that you can make your own weapons, they need to they need to balance it so much better. Much better than they didn't. There's so much imbalance going on in that game that if you could just if you just sit there and figure out which combinations work best together, like you can completely just dominate. So don't even bother. It's a bunch of Metal Gear games coming out for different okay. systems. Metal Gear 4 for the PSN, or PlayStation 3, and on uh, the 16th, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes for the PC on the 18th, and then Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D for the 3DS uh, SE. SE on the 18th. Yeah. So, Oh, Resogun for the PS Vita. Buying it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Okay, yeah, Rezo, Rezo, I, oh, that's actually no, it's come out for PC. Really? Okay. Oh no, no, sorry, no, no, no. I have it. Okay, yeah, yeah Vita and the PS3 network. Oh. Something else is coming out for the PC, but I can't see what that is. Yeah, the Resogun. Resogun is an awesome game. That's an awesome game to have on the Vita. I can't wait. Look at that <laughs> game. I already have. It's coming out for Vita. That's what I'm excited for. Uh, okay. Well, that is going to end the podcast for this week. Uh, as uh, always, thank you for listening. You can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. You can uh, catch us on iTunes for your iOS devices, on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices. We are on Facebook.com, uh, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. We are on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash mtb site, and YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Yeah, have a great weekend, everybody. Actually, wait, no. No, we just had a great weekend. Have a great week. Yes, there you go. Good job, Nick. Yes. Later, guys. <laughs>